In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Jesus said, For judgment I came into the world, that those who do not see may see, and those who see may become blind. John's gospel is a strange gospel, and the account of the blind man receiving his sight, as if this miraculously, uh, miraculous account were not enough, we come to see something deeper and stranger still. This man is not the only one in the story who is blind from birth. One of the clues comes to us in chapter 9, verse 8. After the blind man is healed, the man's neighbors and those who had seen him before as a beggar were saying, is this not the man who used to sit and beg? Some said, it is he. Others said, no, but it is like him. It's as if something was wrong with their eyes. And the disciples, just a few verses prior, show there's something wrong with how they're seeing things too. Who sinned, they ask, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Instead of looking at the blind man with compassion, as Jesus does, they look down on him as being a greater sinner or being born of greater sinners than they. Again, there's something wrong with their eyes, too. Jesus said it was not that this man sinned or his parents, but that the works of God might be displayed in him. So there's something wrong with the neighbor's eyes, with the disciple's eyes, and of course with the Pharisee's eyes as well. Instead of seeing the obvious miracle that Jesus performed, the Pharisees can only see that it was done on a Sabbath, and therefore supposedly in violation of their laws. Instead of rejoicing with the healed man, they see him as a liar, and they call for his parents. Do the man's parents see what's going on? No, there's something wrong with their eyes, too. They're so afraid of being put out of the synagogue, they no longer see their own dear son standing before them, healed and seeing for the first time in all his life. Blinded by fear, they can't see either. As it turns out, in the account of this one blind man being healed, it is actually the case that everyone is blind. And even those who seem to see really don't see, because they are all blind to the fact that the one walking in their midst and working in their midst is Yahweh, God in human flesh. So, a man born blind receives his sight, but there's an even greater miracle hidden here. After the man was betrayed by his parents, cast out by the Pharisees, Jesus hears of it. Jesus searches for the man, and having found him, he asked, Do you believe in the Son of Man? The man answered, and who is he, sir, that I may believe in him? Jesus said, You have 
seen him, and it is he who is speaking to you. The man said, Lord, I believe, and he worshiped Jesus. There isn't one blind man in this story. No, as we have said, all of them are blind. And in the end, and not until the very end, does only one see. Only one sees who Jesus truly is. This same Jesus who spat on the ground, who made mud with his saliva and anointed the blind man's eyes, who bid the man go to the pool and wash, this same Jesus is present with us. Or are we also blind? Where the word of Jesus is, there Jesus is. Maybe you're at home listening on the internet. Where the word of Jesus is, there Jesus is. And so too, where the baptism of Jesus is, there Jesus is. And where the supper of Jesus is, there Jesus is. God in human flesh, God with us. Let us not be blind. This day, our Lord comes into our midst. He comes not to a man born physically blind, but he comes this day to a little man born spiritually blind, just as all of us once were. This day our Lord comes to Ambrose Minch. Our Lord comes this day not to grant physical sight, but spiritual sight. And so he anoints the eyes of Ambrose with his Holy Spirit and washes Ambrose in the baptismal font. Born of water and the Spirit, little Ambrose sees what so many cannot see. In the words of Psalm 22, you are he who took me from the womb. You made me trust you at my mother's breast. Here in the waters of holy baptism, our Lord Jesus grants spiritual sight to know who he is, to know who God is. For Jesus is the radiance of the glory of God. And Jesus is the exact imprint of God's nature. To be baptized is to see Jesus. And to see Jesus is to see God. For only in Jesus do we comprehend God's love for sinners. It is not love in the way of acceptance of sin. It is not love in the way of second chances. It is love in the way of death and resurrection. It is death and resurrection love. It is a love almost too great for us to comprehend. Or do you not know, St. Paul writes, that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in newness of life. For if we have been united with him in a death like his, 
we shall certainly be united with him in a resurrection like his. According to the plain words of Scripture, what happens here in holy baptism is something that only God can do. What Jesus did for us on the cross on Good Friday is given to us in baptism. We are buried with him. And what Jesus did for us on Easter morning as he came out of the tomb is given to us in baptism. We have newness of life now, and we shall be raised with him. God loves us to death, quite literally. And God loves us to resurrection. And this is precisely God's love for sinners. In holy baptism, he Good Fridays us and Easter's us. He baptizes us into Christ and makes us a new creation. So newborn Ambrose now becomes newborn once more. A new creation, anointed with the Holy Spirit and given eyes to see. Of course, this is not only God's gift to Ambrose, it's also God's gift to you. The same Lord who once told a man to wash in the pool of Siloam now tells us to wash in holy baptism. The same Lord who gave sight to the blind now enlightens our eyes to see what so many others refuse to see, that Jesus is the Christ, true God and true man and the Savior of sinners. Whoever comes to me, Jesus says, I will never cast out. And when he says whoever, he means whoever. There is no sin or habit of sin that he cannot wash away. There is no life so lost that he cannot save. There is no person whom he cannot bury and raise once more. He can and does make all things new. Whoever comes to me, he says, and that means great and small, learned and unlearned, good and bad, on sick beds, in wheelchairs, in mother's arms, deaf and hearing, blind and seeing, old and young. Little Ambrose, you and me. He desires all to be saved. May we not be so blind as to shut our eyes to him. For then we would be in self-imposed darkness, in self-imposed hell. For Jesus Christ is the light of the world. He alone. He shines, whether you shut your eyes or not. He shines and gives light to the blind. He shines and gives light to those who walk in darkness and the valley of the shadow of death. No darkness can overcome him. He shines and lights the way back home. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen.